Welcome to the In Awe Podcast, where we amplify women by sharing their unique stories and empower a community through the mission and their message. I am your host, Sarah Johnson, a former school teacher and principal turned author and entrepreneur, living my own leap of faith on a mission to teach masses. Each week, we will feature stories from women who will leave us all in awe of their impact on our world. Welcome to the Anna Podcast and our final episode in the Amplifier series. I have been so blessed to share these women whose heart for sharing others is not only large, but just greatly purposed. It's been an absolute joy to share each one of them with you. Before we head into today's episode, I wanted to let my Anna community know of a few exciting pieces of news on the horizon. One is that I'm launching a free five-day Going Beyond Balance workshop over on Facebook, and I wanted to invite you to be part of it. I'm excited for the opportunity to use this message to serve you during a time when we really all need support. Check out the link in the show notes to join. Coming next week is a new feature for the podcast, which will be in addition to the weekly interviews and jolts, so stay tuned for those too. I'm excited to continue to serve this community in new ways as we enter into nearly two years together. Finally, if you have not already, I also encourage you to sign up for my newsletter. In there, I preview series features, get you some resources associated with the features, and it's the best way for us to stay connected. You can find the link in the show notes. Now on to today's awesome guest. Marlena Gross-Taylor is the founder of Edu Gladiators and a nationally recognized ed leader with a proven track record of improving educational and operational performance through vision, strategic planning, leadership, and team building. A Nashville transplant originally from Southern Louisiana, Marlena's educational experience spans several states, allowing her to have served K-12 students in both rural and urban districts. She has been recognized as a middle school master teacher and innovative administrator at the elementary, middle, high school, and district levels. Marlena's professional development expertise has national attention, and she serves as an AMLE middle school expert. She has also leveraged her past experience in corporate management to also include corporate training and leadership coaching in her repertoire of consulting services focused on culture, engagement, and increased productivity. Marlena is a seasoned presenter, keynoting conferences, and delivering dynamic professional development sessions. As a proud Louisiana State University alumni, she is committed to excellence and believes all students can achieve. In today's episode, we get to hear the incredible story of Marlena's journey into education as well as into becoming a leader among leaders. Her focus on amplifying excellence and building a community to grow the profession as well as amplify voices is deeply inspiring to me. Marlena is a treasure, and I think you'll be able to tell from our conversation just how much I enjoyed talking with her. You are going to love this leader, friends. I am deeply honored to share with you Marlena Gross-Taylor's Amplifier Story. Welcome, Marlena Gross-Taylor to the In Awe Podcast. I am seriously so pumped to have you on the show, and I cannot wait for the listeners to hear your incredible story and for me to get a chance to get to know you better. So welcome. Thank you so much, Sarah. I'm excited to be on the Awe Podcast and to connect with you. So thank you for having me. Yay. All right. So let's make sure that we get um, a little bit of your current context, because I know that that I have many listeners who are in the field of education and, and just some that aren't, and they might not be qu- connected to your awesome hashtag or been able to see the influence that you have in the world. So could you just give us a little bit about a current context? Where are you? What's, you know, what are you up to these days? Sure. Absolutely. So um, I have been in Nashville for a super long time, uh, and that's where Edgy Gladiators started when I was there. Uh, I'm originally from Louisiana. So go Tigers, LSU alum. And uh, so I've had the, I've had the pleasure actually of traveling all over, um, all over the Southeast during my journey and working in different, different places. But when your kids graduate, so for the listeners here, once you become an empty nester 
and your kids go off to college, it's, it's a transition more than, you know. Um, and I just couldn't leave them all the way across on the East coast from Nashville. So, uh, my boys are in school, uh, on the East coast. And so, uh, I have transitioned there and I split my time, uh, between there and also, uh, in the, in the Midwest, the wild, wild West in Colorado. So I enjoy learning and seeing new places and supporting educators all over the country. But, uh, I split my time between, between the two. So it's been a, it's been a great journey for sure. That's so beautiful. And it just in, in that alone, that description just showed us so much about your core values and, and just this dynamic person that you are. And I love that you called Colorado the wild, wild west. That cracked me up. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is. It is. It's different for this southerner to go out there and it's a lot of voice and choice, you know, so. Oh, for sure. And, you know, the interesting part is, I, you know, when you say Midwest, I'm so ingrained in what I view the Midwest, which is here in Wisconsin, sure. <laughs> Minnesota, that I tend to leave everyone else out of that description. So it was just fun for me to hear that from you. Okay. So I want to hear, um, so the listeners are able to gain just an understanding of who they have here in their midst. You are just a super accomplished person and professional. And so I know that you, I read in your bio that you've, you know, worked in education, you're a consultant. Can you talk a little bit about your journey through education up to maybe where you are now? Sure. Absolutely. So I started off in education, not wanting to be an educator. Uh, I come from a family of educators and my mom Uh, was the middle school principal. And I literally grew up working in book rooms and um, helping at the district office with her brother, who was over library and textbooks in Louisiana. Uh, And then going to my mom's middle school and and she was scheduling. And for those of you who are 28 forever, like me, you might remember the schedules used to be on a whiteboard, a huge whiteboard in someone's (laughs) office. Right. And so I remember having the little magnetic nameplates of the teacher's names with the periods and helping my mom do that. And I said very early on one summer, like, okay, I don't know how you do this. You're nuts. I will never be a teacher. And my mom told me, Mm. never say never. No, you do not know what God has in plan for God, God has in store for you. And so uh, she laughs to this day about that, because not only did I become a teacher, uh, a middle school teacher at that, which I absolutely adore that age. That is my favorite age group, uh, but then went into leadership and was honored to serve at the elementary on purpose elementary level and uh, high school and then finishing out. Uh, at middle school before moving to district office positions. Uh, And during that journey, uh, having my family and having to move uh, because of because of jobs, uh, you know, different things like that, I I was fine. I always would have a job as a teacher when our family had to move. Uh, But, you know, what it did was give me this incredible experience that most educators don't have. Uh, because normally you just stick where wherever you start is where you stay, you know, you grow where you're planted. And I've been able to grow in, in many different gardens and experience uh, wealthy, affluent districts as much as urban districts and rural districts. Uh, and so that has, I think, equipped me to be an effective, um, an effective, uh, you know, consultant, because there's very few things that I haven't personally experienced or know someone that I can connect people to uh, when when districts or, or schools or teachers or leaders are reaching out, uh, needing support, whatever that might be. And I, I, I still say it all started in the bayou. I'll started in southern Louisiana with growing up, having 
family that were all teachers or were bus drivers or support staff. Um, it's given me just a great perspective that most educators just simply do not have. I love, I could listen to you forever reshare that because it's such a, it's a really magnificent story, just visualizing you with your mom. And, you know, I hate to even admit, but that's how I did my first scheduling as a middle school principal is on one of those whiteboards with those magnets. Did you, Sarah? (laughs) And and here's the truth. You said you're perpetually 28. I'm like, this is just within the last decade. So I'm just telling you, you know, (laughs) when you, I was glad to move it into technology at some point, but you know, um, it's just such a really beautiful vision in those of us that have been in education and dedicated our lives to it and have brought our children into that space. That connecting point of your story is really poignant for so many of us. And I know that many educators that are listening and that I've worked with, like just at a district this week, and we were talking about the fact that part of what becomes such a challenge for educators in finding whatever that elusive work-like balance feels like is that it becomes a part of what we do and how we live and breathe in all areas of our lives, you know, like our school families become our families and, and all of those things. So it's just, it's a really beautiful image that you just drew for us. Thank you. And I love that you've been able to use all of this life experience to serve in such cool ways. So can you talk about, um, you know, maybe that point where you kind of leapt into consulting and what that looks like and what your services are? Sure, absolutely. Um, so here's the here's the piece that I thought was was surprising when I just reflect back internally. Um, it wasn't until I was a middle school principal and uh, and I adore being a high school principal, but my kids were getting older and, you know, I have all boys. You may not know that I have all boys. And so they were hitting that age where they were um, they were about to start playing football and all those things. And I, I just wanted to have that space to be mom because they did not go to the school um, where um, they would they would not be going to the high school where I was working because I needed space for them to be kids and for me to be mom. And so um, it, it is it's a lot of times, a lot of dedication and all of the principals listening out there, no matter what level, you know, it, it becomes your life. Um, and, and that's fine. But I needed to have some space where on Friday nights I could be just mom. So it was at the middle school level. And by that time, I had been uh, a principal for, let's see, six years at that time that I realized that I needed to work on me. That's when I became a connected educator, actually, and really started using Twitter to uh, create and grow my own PLN. And so uh, I wanted to go to a conference, and at the time I had a assistant superintendent that was encouraging all of the leaders to go and, and giving us, you know, a small budget to do that, which I was so grateful for because that was a turning point for me. So I went to my first conference, which was AMLE for all my middle school people. Love it, love it, love it. And uh, during that conference, I realize as I'm listening at the in the different sessions and the way they've or, the way they organize their conferences, there's a lot of sharing, you know, and job alikes. And I'm listening to people struggle with things that I had already figured out. And it wasn't because my middle school was so great. It was because I had the opportunity to teach in so many middle schools that I had a lot of strategies or a lot of tools in my tool belt that could help these leaders that were struggling. And so I began to share 
uh, as we were to do, you know, and and sharing documents or connecting them with people, depending on what the situation was. And I did not maybe learn as many new things at that conference. But what I did learn was the importance of being a connected educator and helping and I think that laid the foundation. And so the organizers of, of the AMLE conference and AMLE in general noticed that and reached out to me and asked, like, was this something that I would like to do? And what's what's so interesting is I told I remember telling uh, Drew Tomlin, for those of you that follow Drew Tomlin, uh, I said, Drew, I was like, why would anybody want to listen to me? I'm just a girl from the bayou, just trying to keep my head down and, you know, love on kids. Right. And and he is the one that honestly said, well, no, like we're looking at you and and you are more people are coming to you and wanting you to step out and step into the breezeway and talk and help them problem solve like we we want to partner with you and 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 show you how this works because I had no idea. I even said, Sarah, I don't even have my doctorate, Drew. Like I stopped. I stopped right at my dissertation because I just didn't feel that it was relevant to my day-to-day experience. And um, and hats off to all of the educators that that work through their doctorate. I'm I'm living vicariously through you. Um but for me, I'm like, this is not my day to day. And I told Drew, like, Drew, I don't have my doctorate. And I actually have no plans to get it because it just wasn't reflective of my experience. And he said, that's that's why we need you even more. And so from that point and just hearing that affirmation and was really all I needed. And so that next school year, the fall, because um, uh, I went to the summer conference in that fall, my state uh, department uh Department of Ed in, in, of Tennessee uh, reached out and I don't know how they heard about me, but I was starting to just be more active on social media, on Twitter in particular, and asked, could, could they connect, you know, some of the, the Tennessee leaders to, to me and could they come watch and visit my school and see what some of the cool things we were doing? Um, and so that's really how it started. And, you know, I, I just, sometimes it's hard to see, uh, what you can be. And that's why it's important that we have, and we surround ourselves with, with people that are not an echo chamber, but that are from a diverse group of experiences and, and pathways in life, because I didn't see that in me. I didn't see where my voice would have any impact, but because of Drew, because of the leaders at the State Department of Ed in Tennessee reached out. I started to see like, hey, here is how I can help because every educator, in my opinion, is an edgy gladiator and we're here to serve. We're here to stand in the arena, you know, in front of our students, as well as pushing them and supporting them from behind. But that goes for our colleagues as well. I am so in love with your story. I have to say that my mind is going in a thousand directions in terms of what I want to say and what I want to ask you. (laughs) But here's here's what I noticed in that conversation that you had with the people originally. First of all, that this was your first conference and it opened up your world, not to maybe learn as much, but to show how you can grow and then amplify yourself so that others can benefit. But then it grew into this amplifying others, which is huge. And I love how you shared that you didn't, you know, I don't even have my doctorate because it's like that research that tells us, and this is mostly 
women who listen to this podcast, many men do, but typically women feel before they step into a position that they have to have, you know, 100% of whatever they believe are the qualifications for a position (laughs) and here you voiced Mm -hmm. that. And then you had a sponsor in your life to say, look, we're not going by that guideline. And I love how you're just so bold about saying like, that's just not relevant to who I'm going to be, but I can still lead and I don't need that title behind my name. And it is huge. It's so important to shatter that myth of whatever you've perceived at the time that you had to be to be a leader. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for finding your voice. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you for for letting me share and for the kind words. I mean, it's really, you know, leadership is not about you. And, And I realized in that moment, I've lived my life that way. You know, it's not about me. It's about it's about me helping others and helping them solve their problems, you know, as, as best as I can or connect them with people that can. Um, and I've raised my kids the same way uh, to be that servant leader. I love that I'm hearing that from you is just this idea that you can kind of get out of your own way if you look at it that like that. Yeah, stepping into the arena. Can we talk then about since we have you in the series on amplifiers? I love this edu gladiator community that you created. So can you talk about how that um, started and what that looks like? And then we want to get to, of course, the you know the publishing piece. But <laughs> let's start how the community began. There's so much here. Yeah, it is a lot. It is a lot. Um, I don't. I really do not sleep much. I'm not. I'm, yeah, I just don't sleep much. You can sleep when you're dead. That's what uh, a family member said a, a long time ago. So Edgy Gladiators started when I was a middle school principal, and I had a particularly rough day um, of school, and. Uh, came home and uh, I love scandal. I love, love, love uh, scandal. And um, it was on that night. And so I was watching it. I had, I had my wine right there with me, you know, just trying to decompress. My kids were taken care of. They were off with their dad at practice for football. And, um, you know, and I was just kind of just trying to decompress and be switch the hat to be mom when they came home. And so I was on a chat, on a Twitter chat, and whatever the question was, the answers were not were not what they needed to be. They weren't reality. And, and, and just like I felt like getting my doctorate at that time wasn't reflective of the reality of, of school and what I was personally experiencing in my district, uh, that ch- the answers to that particular chat question, I can't even remember what the question was, uh, People were just skirting around and they weren't, I didn't feel like they were saying the truth that I knew they were experiencing. So uh, maybe because of the liquid courage, I just answered it. And I just said it, I, I, like, I just said the answer. And I said, we all have to wear, put on the white hat for kids because I was watching Scandal. So for all the Scandal fans, that's always a key piece of putting on the white hat and being gladiators. So, so we have to put on the white hat for our kids and answered whatever. And I did hashtag edu gladiators and my PLN uh, saw that and just, it just started taking off. And several of them reached out and asked me, what are you going to do with this? You have to do more than this. Like this is more than just a hashtag. And again, I'm like, I have no idea where I'm going to find the time or what, what do you mean? Like, I just learned how to do Twitter chats, right? Um, and so I started using that and putting that after, you know, just after my statements and my PLN started doing the same. And then uh, I really sat down with a couple of people that, um, that, that were friends of mine in Nashville that 
could support this kind of work. They may have done it in the music industry and they were like, oh, let me, let's talk about intellectual property and all those different things. And so they really, they really helped me lay the foundation of what I wanted to do with Edge Gladiators. Uh, how do I think through the process of what I wanted it to be and how to truly treat it as a business and set it up as a business. And the business side is to amplify voices, to amplify all of the warriors that are in the arena that may not have 20,000 Twitter followers or may not have, you know, the broadest social media presence, but they were doing the work each and every day. And they were changing and continuing to change and impact the lives of our kids and each other. So, from that, uh, I knew that I could not do it by myself because why would I want to do it by myself, Sarah? And <laughs> if leadership is not about me, then you have to have a group. And so from there, I uh, I enlisted the help of uh, Ryan Jackson was my first co gladiator and, and helped me with the chat uh, to start the chat off. And then we grew so fast. It, it turned into I needed more more people because I wanted more people to be amplified. And so I have a list of core warriors. Uh, one includes Dennis Griffin that you mentioned. Um, and they help create the topics, create the questions for our chat. They help deliver the PD, you know, and really stand in that arena, you know, for for students. So they help they helped me help others with edge of gladiators and that here is this like core group of warriors that range from teachers to leaders across different areas, across different building levels. Um, so if you connect with edge of gladiators, you, you have someone you can ask and, and help ask for help, you know? Um, so from there, um, the speaking and the sharing continued to grow. And I started really immersing myself into not only going to conferences as a speaker, but as a learner and buying books and seeing those things and, uh, and, and being offered book deals from, from, the, from the larger publishing companies. And even with that, Sarah, with the, with the offerings, you know, back to my friends in Nashville who are in that industry of publishing, whether it's books or music, you know, they saw the opportunity again that I did not see. And when I went to some of them for advice, like, is this a good contract? Is this like, I have no idea about this world to say, well, why don't you start your own? Why can that not be another avenue from Edge Gladiators? Like, obviously, you know, here's how publishing works. You know, they obviously see something and want to capitalize on that. Um, but you obviously have a brand that's big enough. So why don't you use that to help others? And so that is exactly what I did. And so with the help of some very dear friends uh, in Nashville to teach me the ropes really quickly and developing a team to, uh, to publish, you know, books, I really thought and talked to the core warriors about, I want to amplify those voices of the practitioners, right? Those voices of people that can give the day to day to make sure the books are relevant to uh, to the teachers and our leaders and our parents that are reading it. And so that began Edge Gladiators Publishing. So we're in year two now. Um, and we have had five Amazon um, uh, number one releases. 
for our books that have been released. And honestly, that doesn't mean that for me, that just, that doesn't mean like, oh my gosh, like this, this is going to be really beneficial from a business sense. Like, yes, you know, that definitely helps, but more importantly, if it's number one, it means that we're reaching people. We're reaching the people that the author wanted to reach. And that means the most to me, because if we're not doing that, then there's no point in it because we're trying to amplify the voices of people that again, may not meet certain criteria that the bigger uh, publishers were wanting and would never have an opportunity to share. Absolutely. And I love that. I, I love to hear that you had a circle of advisors that would just help you, but that you have this total um, strength, this inner gladiator inside of you to create a new arena for people. And I just think that's so phenomenal. Um, what do you think has been the greatest challenge to kind of stepping into that space of amplifying for anybody listening? Cause I have people who, you know, they may be interested in publishing books. Maybe they're listening to you and going, okay, I'm going to start my own. I've been thinking about it. Like, what do you think has been a challenge to go from, you know, middle school principal to <laughs> that new arena? <laughs> Cause it's a big leap. <laughs> it, it is different, you know, even, even, even having experience working at district level, you know, it is very different to do that, to have your own, own business, but to have it in such a way that, you know, is, is seen what you seen for what you want it to be, which is to truly help others. And so I'd say the biggest uh, struggle is how do you transition from educator mindset to a more business mindset? So your business, whether it's consulting, whether it's coaching, whether it is publishing, whether you're the author or the publisher, right? Um, it is how do you transition from the educator mindset, which we give, 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 and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's who I am, to a business mindset. So you make sure your business is taken care of and can survive and grow so you can continue to me giving. Um, that's huge. And I think you have to surround yourself with the people that can help you, um, not just core warriors to help generate ideas, but also with, um, for me, um, finding out those people in the industry and taking time to work with them, to, to, to uh, dream with them a little bit, to be mentored by them before launching into it. It doesn't mean you have to have this long runway before you launch whatever it is that you're launching, but you need help. And so, one of the uh, one of the most recent developments actually is around the social media part, Sarah. Uh, so many educators realize and leaders realize like their brand is a thing. You know, their brand is a thing, and they need to uh, they need to work their brand and really put some time into what that means. Um, and my 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 personal first book, Branding Like a Startup, um, will be out in the next uh, few weeks. So I'm really excited about that because it. Uh, my thank you. My goal is to show people like, hey, here's how I did it, and I'm not gonna have a lot of fluff and flowery stories. Like I'm gonna give you step by step uh, because leaders produce other leaders. So if you read my book, the hope is that you can do a lot of these things, right? Like you have the roadmap that is very specific in the how, um, and then providing additional support. Um, so Edge of Gladiators, as we continue to publish, um, which I, I adore that, that is like probably the best part of what, what Edge of Gladiators uh, contributes to the arena of education. The second part is the branding piece. And so, so many people are busy 
and that was pre-COVID, um, <laughs> they're not equipped. They didn't go to school to be a, a social media manager or a website designer. Um, so we've extended our services to helping with the digital marketing and those digital services. So if if a teacher or a principal or a school district, you know, are wanting to rebrand or to brand initially, um, not only providing them the roadmap, but actually uh, doing some of those things for them. And then it's about maintenance, right? And teaching them how to maintain um, or maintaining it for them. So that has been, interestingly enough, Sarah, an unexpected evolution of Edge Gladiators that so many people are apparently needing, right? And doing so in a, in a way and at a cost that is reflective of acknowledging what educators make, right? Um, that has been... That has probably been the greatest twist that I think is just funny. It just it cracks me up a little bit. But I did the same thing. I don't. I'm not a website designer, but it's about hiring the help, right? It's about hiring the right people. Um, I have a new blog post that's going to come out next week, and it's called. Uh, so it's a a little hint. It should be driving out on Monday. Is it's called uh, before you give up, get help. Mm. And I talk about like how whatever it is that you might want to do, but I do list some very specific things around education before you give up, get the right help to see, because a lot of times we try to do it all ourselves, right? Cause we're gladiators, we're warriors, right? For our kids. And it's hard for us to ask for help, but I couldn't have done anything that I just shared without the help that I received. That's why I can't talk about anything around edgy gladiators or where I am now without sharing some of the people that helped me along the way. That's awesome. And it's just a perfect example again of why you are a quintessential amplifier. And I love hearing that it's, you know, continuing to grow and thrive. And I know, you know, we haven't even hit and talked about the pandemic and the impact that that would have had, but it sounds like you haven't, I'm not going to say that you haven't missed a beat. That's, I'm sure that's not the case, but that you have figured out a way to adapt. And it sounds like there are some things that are already in the works that have just maybe been able to be a little more streamlined (laughs) with that. I, Maybe because I don't know, you know, the traveling is so different now and, and just being able to provide a service like that's um, digital is so good because it's so funny that you said that Um, my listeners are going to know this is the last episode in August. And so it's coming out that last Monday when your blog post is going to launch. So I'll be sure to make sure that people are finding that too. But it's so, it's so interesting because I'm in the midst of my own rebrand. And so hearing what you're saying is so critical because again, a lot of the listeners, maybe they're looking to share their own um, area of influence. They're trying to grow their own amplification and just hearing that there's somebody out there that has the educational background and the knowledge and the experience to help them do that is critical. And so I'm excited that you got to share that and that uh, your book is coming out. And I know that my listeners are going to want to catch a hold of it. I'll have to grab a copy to make sure that what I'm doing is along the lines of what you would recommend. <laughs> I will send you a copy, Sarah, and hopefully we'll do another podcast about it. That'd be amazing. So here the truth is, if, you, if you're if you a listener and you're hearing this and, and you're like, oh my goodness, I can't even imagine. So here you have Marlena, who is the same, you know, um, wonderful educator, influencing, just 
challenging and championing and now doing it in a different arena. And then you have me too, just way further behind on the journey, but knowing the exact same things like this is not, you didn't ever go, well, maybe you did. Did you go to school for business before you started? (laughs) No, actually, uh, my degree, my undergrad is in psychology and I, my concentration area was, uh, adolescent, uh, behavior because either I wanted to work with kids or old people. Cause I love old people. Oh my gosh. I love old people. Um, and I do say that with love. Like I just love them, the stories, the experiences, like I love that. Right. And caring for someone that has literally lived this life that we can only hope to live as long, you know, and, and have those, have that impact. Um, so no, I went for psychology and, um, and I was going to get my master's in theater. I have a minor in theater because I want I wanted to be on The Young and the Restless. <laughs> okay. I knew I just loved you for a thousand reasons, but that's amazing. <laughs> the stories, the stories, right? Like my grandmothers, I used to watch the stories with them. So I wanted, I wanted to be next to Victor Newman. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go back and get my teaching credentials and then my master's in leadership and administration and leadership. So, um, but I think it's that background that that has given me, um, you know, just this 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 strong foundation that's very diverse from dealing with behaviors of teenagers and adults to, um, you know, leading uh, and, and and gathering people together to to amplify that message. And that I think that's the circular this the central theme that just keeps coming back. I think it no matter what you know your background or what service you're giving, it's just so beautiful that it comes completely back there to circle into that amplification and serving and leading and bringing others to it. And so that's so cool. Um, Well, I'm going to make sure that uh, the listeners have all of the links that they'll need to get in touch just to continue to follow you. You can join in the educate a gladiator hashtag. You can find the services on her website and I'll make sure to get a hold of that. And then we'll be sure, you know, I'll be following you. The in Awe podcast will be following you to make sure that we're amplifying that book when it comes out. Cause I'm excited about it. That's all. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Sarah. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So we got to get to this two standard questions. Otherwise, what's going to happen is I'm going to go down a rabbit hole of talking to you about Victor Newman and, um, you know, Carly. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. How about this one? If you could write a letter to yourself at any age or stage, what would you say? If I had to pick an age to write that letter, honestly, it would be, it would be at that, at that crossroads of um, being in high school because I did not really love high school. I loved middle school. That was fun. High school was serious, right? The grades, GPA, you know, the, the groups, um, the cliques, and then the looming future of adulting. I would write it from when I was in high school and I would write it to affirm who I am and to uh, say to my younger self, don't ever dim your light for anyone else. And never let someone else's limitations become your own, that you are enough and the world will see it or they won't, but you continue along your path and you do that standing straight up and with your feet planted firmly in the ground to withstand whatever life will bring you. Beautiful. And at some point, it sounds like you had listened to that advice inside of you. Um, along the journey. So that's really, really cool. How about this one? If we have listeners who find themselves in a pit of fear or doubt, and they need to hear your voice to help them rise up out of it, what would you say? You can. There is nothing that you can't do. 
And the doubt oftentimes uh, is just you trying to rationalize the dream or the goal that you have, because somewhere along the way, someone or something or, or the world told you that you could not, but you can, you can. So pull your big girl britches on and go be great. I'm listening and I believe you, Marlena. I know I can. Thank you for the pep talk. <laughs> so good. We get in our own way too often and we listen to those self-limiting beliefs and allow others to help, you know, soften the edges of who we're supposed to become. So I love this image of the edgy gladiator. I love you leading it. I love everything about it. So how about if listeners want to be able to communicate with you, what would you suggest would be the best way for them to do that after this interview? So um, if you'd love to connect, you can go through uh, the edgy gladiators uh, website, which is really easy, edugladiators.com or um, you can hit us up on any of the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, and it's Edgy Gladiators. Or you can find me and you can message me as well. Um, because I'm not on the Young and the Restless yet, Sarah, I don't have a lot of layers and a ton of assistance that, you know, keep me from the from the, the non-acting world, right? Um, but you can reach me very simply by just uh, direct messaging me on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Ambrose Taylor. You also can find me on uh, Instagram, uh, mgtaylor28, and look me up on Facebook, Marlena Gross Taylor. Uh, and I'd love to connect with you because, again, I, I don't want you to give up. Not until you get some help. And if edu gladiators can help you or inspire you or I can in any way or any of the core warriors, then that's what we're here for. That's what we want to do. That's awesome. Well, I will make sure to link every single one of those ways, listeners, so that you can get a hold of Marlena. And I just want to thank you once again, Marlena, for taking time. I know you're so busy, but this has just been such a joy for me to close out this series with your incredible voice and the way you amplify others and your story has just been just awesome. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Sarah, for having me. I continue to be completely awe-inspired by every single guest on this podcast, and I am so grateful every time you choose to share, rate, review an episode. It matters so greatly to the mission and the message of our guests, and I appreciate every time you help one another rise by lifting up the message. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you being a part of this awe-inspiring community.